Welcome to the Principles of Success, Season 2, Bonus Episode 4, and this is the final episode of the year. So thank you all for listening. I thought it was really cool. So Spotify owns Anchor, which is the app I use for this podcast, as I'm sure you're aware about the Anchor part, not necessarily the Spotify part. But anyway, Spotify released um, basically a little slideshow, like the end of the year recap. And there are, the one part that stuck out to me really big is there are 18 people who have listened to every single episode I have put out. To put that into perspective, that is thousands of hours of content at this point, and at least a couple thousand hours of listening to this weirdo talk. So to those 18 people who have listened to every single freaking episode of this podcast, I'm dedicating this podcast episode to you. And to all the people who have reached out to me and let me know their thoughts and their appreciation or their criticism, I really don't care either way, also thank you. Um, and if you're curious on how best to reach out to me, I, rec- I always recommend reaching out to me on Instagram at Nathan Dickison, N-A-T-H-A-N-D-I-C-K-E-S-O-N. And I always look her- forward to hearing from you. And next season is going to be all about money. So look forward to that. And if you want a more in-depth blueprint on it, I recommend going and checking out my new book, The Blueprint of Wealth, so that way you can become more financially successful. The link should be below. Anyway, with that, let's dive right into this last episode. So originally, what I had planned for these four Benis... Benis? What the heck is a Benis? For these four bonus episodes is to, for the first episode, to be the eight principles of success and in the second episode to be the four remaining principles slash attributes of success um then i was going to do an episode solely on new year's goals and setting goals and all the type of categories of goals and making sure that you stick with daily goals throughout the year that was going to be one and then i was going to do some business ideas well the principles of success episodes The first one went fine, but then the second one kind of went long, and now we're on episode three of what was supposed to be one episode. So today, we are talking about the last aspect of success, and that is happiness. And I actually dislike talking about this one, because I actually really struggle with depression a lot of times. And to be exact, I struggle with apathetic, nihilistic kinds of depression. What that means in layman terms is, what's the point? In the book, The Mood Cure, which I did a book review on and recommend you go listen to, um, it actually talks about two different types of depression. Now, there's more types than that, but chemically, there's kind of really two different types of depression. There's the dark, stormy clouds and the blah. My depression is usually the blah. So I'm never really super, super sad. Yes, I do get super, super sad plenty of times, just like everyone else. But I'm also never really happy. Happy is pretty elusive. And talking about happiness is pretty elusive. But that's what we're going to do today. And first and foremost, there's multiple different kinds of happiness. There is pleasure, joy, enthusiasm, um, euphoria, content, and crack cocaine. 
And let's start with crack first. The reason why addiction is so powerful is because it makes you happy. Now, long-term, does it make you happy? No. Long-term, it screws everything up and you're absolutely miserable. And it not only screws up your life, it also screws up your brain so that way you have a harder time being happy in the future. But, especially in the case of drugs, when you do the deed, you get this super sharp spike of dopamine, which is the pleasure and reward chemical in your brain. And it feels good. It feels real good. And for stuff like cocaine or other hard drugs, you get like a thousand-fold dopamine hit compared to what you're normally supposed to be able to do. So it feels really, really good. It's euphoric and pleasurable. But the problem with that is your brain's not designed to handle that much rushing in all at once. So just think of it like a um, garden hose with a nice little valve. If too much is flowing, your brain will shut the valve slightly. So that way it reduces the flow so not so much of it is getting through. Well, when that massive influx of rush stops, well then the brain doesn't really know to open the valve back up, so you have that much less naturally coming in later. That's why you addicts are always chasing that high, because they're in a downward spiral of being able to feel less and less joy and happiness. Same thing goes for pleasure, which is a, the other kind of um, happiness related to this, and that doesn't have to be addictions. You can get pleasure from all sorts of different stuff. But just make sure that today's pleasures don't come at the cost of tomorrow's happiness. It is pleasurable to buy something, but it is miserable to be a wage slave your whole life. It is pleasurable to eat that candy bar, but it is miserable having brain fog and feeling lethargic. And it is pleasurable sleeping with a hot chica, but it is miserable dealing with a toxic baby mama. So just be careful with pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And I kind of want to go back to depression now and other negative emotions. Negative emotions are not bad, um, particularly depression and anxiety. Negative emotions are not bad. They are emotional signals that something is wrong. And there could be a lot of things that are making that something wrong happen. But like anger, anger is a sign that your rule has been broken. Um... Now, it could be that somebody is violating your rules, and it's annoying, and you need to deal with it, but it could also be something that you have a stupid rule, and you need to deal with that stupid rule. Like, it really bugs me when people touch my stuff, to the point that it also kind of bugs me when someone cleans up after me, being nice, that it's kind of stupid that I'm getting annoyed at them for being nice, and I'm going to stay away from chronic anxiety and chronic depression for now. We'll come back to that in a sec. But depression 
is a sign that something's wrong, that you're stuck, that you're either telling yourself a stupid story, same with anxiety, um, or that you're not doing what you think that you should be doing. Guilt is the same thing. It's you're violating your own rules. Um, You did something that you don't feel like you should have done. And then anxiety is a feeling of unpreparedness. So you get anxiety when you're about to go do a big speech um, because your brain is like, ah, we need to prepare for this. This is dangerous. So it flips on the cortisol and you focus on making sure that you get prepared for it. It's because it's dangerous not to be prepared. But once you're prepared, you don't need that anxiety anymore. You can relax. Now, not everybody does. In fact, most people don't. But once you're prepared, you need to tell your brain that, hey, I am prepared. This is fine. And now let's go back to anxiety and depression chronically. It could be not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong, that you're telling yourself stuff wrong. It could simply be that you're eating wrong. Like I mentioned it in one of the previous episodes already, but I've been eating a lot of junk because it's the holidays, and my body finally said, screw you. I didn't, um, what I ate was spaghetti. It wasn't that bad compared to a lot of the other stuff. It was just that final straw. Um, and my body was like, hey, you've been eating a lot of junk lately. This is a grain. You know that this isn't too good for you, but you're eating it anyway, so screw you, you're not going to sleep tonight, you're going to feel like a zombie tomorrow, and you're going to have brain fog all day long. And also, by the way, just for extra fun, you're going to have be on the verge of a panic attack and feel super depressed. So, there you go. Now, am I saying that you'll necessarily um, be cured of your chronic depression or anxiety when you start eating right? No. But is there a chance? Absolutely. And is there a good chance that it'll improve? Absolutely. So sometimes it's your diet that's affecting your miserableness. And the first couple of episodes on la- this of this season, I guess, because this is the last episode of the season, the first couple episodes of this year talked about diet. So maybe go check those ones out again, including doing stuff like meditating and exercising. Those also help. And breathing right. And then while I'm on the similar subject of emotional messages, let's talk about your thoughts. Your thoughts are a very important aspect of your happiness. The thoughts that you think reflect your reality. So if you're constantly thinking about how you're not good enough and how everyone hates you and that you're sad and miserable and you just want to die, well, then you're not going to be too happy. And no, I'm not saying just think positively. Thinking positively is freaking annoying. Or being told to just think positively is freaking annoying. However, I can teach you a couple of tricks. And the biggest one is using emotional softeners. Instead of saying, I'm depressed, I'm suicidal, I'm angry, I'm furious, I've been betrayed. Instead of saying stuff like that, say, this is a little inconvenient. This is a little disappointing. I'm a little sad. That kind of hurt my feelings. And there's two parts to this. First is the word you're using. Instead of saying depressed, say sad. And I'm not saying that to, for this part to be saying out loud. This is your inner monologue. Try and control this part to decrease the potency, essentially. 
So instead of saying, I'm depressed and suicidal, say I'm sad. And then add a softener to it of, I'm a little sad. This is a little inconvenient. This is kind of annoying. And all of that helps. These were all just different little tricks. And then also, if you are struggling with suicidal depression stuff, maybe get on antidepressants. Yes, there's lots of side effects. I don't take antidepressants because they made me feel awful. But you know what is the worst side effect? Death. You can't come back from dying from suicide. So if you're suicidal, make sure that you at least try and take antidepressants. I'm usually not suicidal. Like I said, most of the time my depression is blah. But if that's something you struggle with, then reach out to people and try and help yourself. Remember, you can't expect other people to help you. You have to help yourself. And enough with that main tangent. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about some other stuff. So, progress. Progress equals happiness. That's why it's important to remember the progress that you've already made and to continually work on new goals and progress further and keep improving. Being stuck equals depression. When you feel like there's nothing you can do and your dreams are dead, then you're going to be depressed. Of course you're going to be depressed. But as long as you can make some sort of progress towards them, then you're going to be fine. Well, not necessarily fine, but you're not going to, that's not going to, to trigger depression. Depression. You also need to be realistic. Realistic, positive thinking. It also helps to think positively in the forms of why. But what I meant by realistic is... If you're depressed, or not necessarily why, but in a form of question. If you're depressed, instead of saying, I'm super happy, you're going to think automatically, that's, a bull, that's some bull crap. Instead, ask yourself, well, what can I do to make myself a little happier today? Or what am I grateful for? That's the next part. Gratitude is the antidote to a whole lot of negative emotions. When you're grateful for stuff, you feel good. The reason behind that is because it releases, uh, I believe, oxytocin is what it is. And that's, a, that's the blanket happiness chemical. So when you're, when you're grateful and purposely expressing gratitude in your inner monologue and externally, you're going to have a happier time of it. And then control your state. Motion, cre motion creates emotion. If you're slumped over, frowning blah, 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 you're going to be feeling more sad than if you are smiling, even if it's a forced smile, and moving your body all over the place. It's a lot harder to be thinking stupid negative thoughts when you're busy dancing and listening to fun music. And that's pretty much it. Make sure that you improve yourself so that way you have a better self-image. Um, when you're confident, it's a whole lot easier to be happy. Um, and quit complaining. Nobody cares. It just makes you miserable. Don't dwell on it. Focus on what you want, not what you don't have. Be gra grateful for what you have. And be grateful for the little things. Actually, I forgot about spiritual aspect of happiness. And that one's kind of the super important one. And it is, what, it is what has helped me through pretty much all of my dark days. The closer you draw to God, the, and the more faith you put in Him that He loves you, and that... He has a plan for you, and everything is for your benefit, for the most part. Um, that everything will be okay in the end. Then it's a whole lot easier to deal with the tough stuff. And there's a reason why Latter-day Saints have the reputation of being 
way too happy. And it's because they have a good relationship and attitude with God and that he's there looking out for them. And I heard it best phrased that they're not necessarily happier than other people, but they are more likely to be happier in circumstances that would make other people worse off. And I'm not saying that you have to believe in my religion. There's plenty of religions out there, and they all are of benefit. Um, in fact, one of the apostles in my church um, recently gave a talk on the benefits of just going to church or any religion in general. There's a whole bunch of psychological and emotional benefits from going to any church. And then, of course, he listed why um, our church specifically is the most beneficial. But the first half of his talk was just go to any church. There's community there. There's people with like-minded thoughts that can help support you. So with that, I'll leave that here for today. And I guess I'll leave that here for this year. I hope you enjoyed Season 2 of The Principles of Success. Season 1 covered all the different principles and attributes. Season 2 covered the health principles in depth. And then starting next year, we are going to be talking about the financial principles of success. The one that I feel like most people really, really want to hear. They all want to become wealthy. So I will see you all next year.